You're listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Nutmeg Arena podcast or the TNA podcast as we call it. Myself the host Ritvik Rajendran is joined by our very own Yaroslav Matviev from the Nutmeg Assist and we discuss about some of the best Russian footballers of the 21st century. Hi Yaroslav, welcome to the episode. So, how are you doing? Uh, hello yeah and I'm, i'm happy to be here um hello everyone we'll be talking about russian football and football yeah absolutely so um we are going to discuss some some of the best russian footballers of this century um although there hasn't been a huge amount of success on the international stage uh, you guys i guess still had a few um, uh, amazing footballers with likes of Igor Akinfeev, Yuri uh, Zhakov, uh, etc. Yeah. So, for you, ah, uh, we'll we'll start with probably we'll start with Igor Akinfeev, um, goalkeeper. One of the I mean, when he was young, he was probably touted as one of the best young goalkeepers of the generation, and the potential was very high. But unfortunately, he did not make any big. move as such outside and probably that hurt him leaving a good legacy i guess so what's your take on akinfeev and do you think Akin, akinfeev could have you know left a bigger mark had he moved to a big club in europe well um i think for all the russians akinfeev now is a is a true legend of football even though he didn't move to big clubs uh he's a loyal servant to to the, to CSKA Moscow he's a loyal servant to Russian national team and he saved in a penalty shootout in 2018 world cup in a in a match against Spain uh i think it made him like a legendary keeper and for me uh I mean I can say it was very like a perspective a very like talented goalkeeper and I heard there were rumors and there were talks about him moving to bigger clubs I think I heard something about Man United being interested in him back in I don't 2010 or something but the point is that he I think he wasn't like pretty himself and he wasn't that confident in his strengths uh so he didn't move but i mean even in csk moscow he's playing european football often in champions league and europa league so people know him uh people are aware of him he's still probably one of the best keepers in europe uh so i mean he's he even though he wasn't a part of big clubs in europe he is still very impactful for russian football yeah absolutely and uh, you guys probably the, i mean uh, this past world cup was special for russians uh, you guys were the host nation as well and you you knocked out spain as well in the tournament so it was pretty big and the first match itself you got on to a flying start uh, with a uh, huge win over saudi arabia and mm-hmm. alexander golovin is another player who was very impressive in the world cup but 
since he made that move to monaco i think the following summer or the, or the same summer if i am not wrong or the following summer uh, he he also has been kind of a you know up and down case hasn't really clicked despite the huge promise so uh, what what do you think went wrong for golovin um golovin um i mean it is all because i think it's not his like fault that he's not performing that much uh it's a problem and the fault of the club monaco is struggling in the last couple of seasons so he himself hardly can uh, do that much to improve the club one player never can like be like if if you are not messy you just can't be you can't like move your club to first top position yourself and also uh even though he's not passing that much he's not he doesn't have that much assists or goals anyway uh, monaco fans and i think monaco uh, like people who are experts in france they always saying that golovin is one of the best players if not the best player in monaco and um monaco fans that they're rating him very, like a, like a really good player like the best player in their team as a star and the fact that he is not assisting and not scoring is not really a like indicator of him being not a good player being not really successful i mean probably like we in russia expected a bit more for him, from him in terms of like assisting and scoring but he's doing a lot of like as jobs as a as a work in the team so i won't really say that his transfer was unsuccessful I think he has a bright future ahead of him. If he I don't know after this season or the next season if he moves to a bigger club or moves to a kind of a more successful club in terms who can achieve something. I think it will be the club where we will understand was he like a great player or like average quality because Monaco now is not a real indicator I would say. Yeah, he he actually had a chance to move to Arsenal, or I guess he was. Uh, I don't think he actually had a chance, but um, he was linked uh, to Arsenal as well. But uh, there was also a few reports of Arsenal uh, extensively scouting Golovin before the World Cup, actually the season before the World Cup. But unfortunately, that move also didn't go through, so he had to move to Monaco. So like you said uh, Monaco's been struggling for quite a while now managerial uh, Jingojeri and also e- even though there is an experienced player in Cesc Fabregas at the club they haven't quite improved to be honest and yeah that's that's probably a huge work in progress and maybe yes if Golovin moves to another club who probably needs a good attacking midfielder or a creative midfielder um Yeah, probably it could work work out. Maybe maybe somewhere I mean, like. I mean, yeah. for God, it wasn't um, like he could move to big clubs straight away from CSK to like Chelsea, as there were rumors of Abramovich like scouting him or to Arsenal. But the point is that I think it's not the right it's not the right thing to do going from a Russian club, even though like a big great club in Russia. It's not our level of. Uh, level of our championship is not comparable to like France to Italy to Spain so i think it was the right move for him to like to go to a club which is good 
but which is not like top tier club. And if he moved to like Arsenal, Chelsea, I guess pretty much he 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 won't just meet the criteria in order to be a starting eleven or to be like in a starting eleven plus subs. And he he won't just otherwise he won't be playing. And the move to Monaco is like a right thing to do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So another couple of players probably who 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 been really good this uh, century for Russia are Andrei Arshavin, who's who's probably my favorite Russian player of all time, and another player who's really been good as Yuri Zhirkov. He played for Chelsea, the left backs, and Arshavin, like you know, he really left a good mark in English football with Arsenal. Uh, I, I will, as being a Liverpool fan, I'll always remember that four-four draw mm. that we got versus Arsenal. So it's 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 not uh, really a good timing in Asia. The late night games, the weekday matches, uh, I had to wake up and I had to witness Arshavin score four, and <laughs> I was pretty sad that we only got a draw. But what a game it was! Four goals from Andre Arshavin. Probably it was the culmination for him. Um... He was a great player, and but the downside of him is that he was actually quite a responsible and lazy person. And I think he didn't fully develop his potential pretty much because of him being a like party man, a club goer, all that stuff. He at some point, I think after he he came to Arsenal, I think what happened is he kind of started treating himself as a star really, really early, and he like. He was he was showing off basically. He he's a person who had like such a great potential, but he never really fulfilled it and just went down through the from from that point from poker. He never really shined after that, and he just had, he just had uh, different disputes with coaches, with his wife, with everything. And he could be a really really nice player, but fortunately he didn't. And I think that's, that's actually a part of with many Russian footballers is that uh, is their mentality and their the idea of us being great footballers, stars, and us being like, you know, as we achieved everything and we are so great that nobody can talk to us and we are the greatest and we shouldn't listen to coaches, we shouldn't do what they are saying to us. And that's a big problem for Russian footballers and why people, why many of Russian footballers actually fail on the world stage. Yeah, absolutely true. Pro- probably Arshavin, like you said, he did not fulfill his entire potential. I, I mean, if, if you had seen Arshavin's early, uh, I mean, early start at Arsenal, probably you would have thought, okay, this guy probably will move one step up and might actually go on to become probably the greatest, greatest uh, Russian player of all time. But like you said, uh, the will, probably the, the worst will, but you know, that laziness creeped in and yes, he couldn't unfortunately fulfill his potential. Another player, Yuri Zhirkov. So, your, your take, your opinions on Zhirkov? Uh, um, I think he's a, like, he's not a star, right? But he's proper quality. He's a working, working man. He, I mean, now he's like 38 and, or 37. And he's still playing on a high level. He's playing. He's still playing for Zenit Saint Pet- Zenit Saint Petersburg. And like he, like we have a lot of 
young perspective left backs, left wing backs and stuff. But he's he's he still takes a place in our national team, and he's one of like he never was a star really. He never really shined. He never really was a like a person whom you are watching and say that's the person because of him because of whom I started watching football and became a football fan. He's just a quality left back who is doing his best to actually serve the club, serve the nation. So. I have nothing except the respect to him because he's trying and he was trying very hard for all his clubs. And yeah, I just like him as a working, working, working man player. And he, he is not a selfish, he's a, he talks to fans, he's quite generous, he's, he likes to spend time with fans and he's just a great man, that's all, that's all I can say. Yep, absolutely. And um, so that, that probably these are maybe the standout players of this century for uh, Russia. Maybe a few more names like uh, Smolov and uh, Ignashevich uh, also probably you know, got some attention, although they were pretty much restricted to Russia. But I guess these players are also probably one of the standout ones. So, uh, you guys also have a few good young players on the way as well, if, I, if I'm if i not wrong. There are mm-hmm. some really, really uh, good uh, young players in the Russian Russian league. So, I guess that's also really good. Probably the likes of Agalarov, who is a striker for uh, Anzi. Yeah, Glebo. Yeah, and Gle- there is one, da- Daniel Glebov as well, who's a midfielder okay. for Ross. Yeah, Rostov, Rostov player and all. Yeah, you have a few young, good young players who are on their way. But uh, it, it's also kind of a turnover for Russia with mo- most experienced players almost saying goodbye. The likes of Igor Akinfev and uh, Ignashevich, like I said. So this, this was a question from uh, one of the people on Twitter for you. So with this experienced and senior players stepping down do you think russia have got what it takes to you know still cope up and perform in uh, international competitions um, i mean it's a bit it's a bit it's like a difficult question because the success of the last world cup is not really determined by the players rather than by the coach and the strategies that we are using and our strategy, uh, our strategy, our tactics, to be fair, they're very simple. And yet, all we are doing is basically defending, like, for the whole match. And then, like, we have counterattacks and passing to Zuba, like a high, like a target man. So just, with his weight, with his body, he will just move and like give passes to wing to wingers like Cherishev or other, and all will score by himself. So now it's kind of difficult to say whether we will be able to fulfill our potential. I mean, we have a lot of young players, and uh, which are pretty good and which are of good quality. But I, uh, like our coach Cherishev, he's quite stubborn in a way that he's stubborn but it gives the results he's not attracting he's not calling up young players prospective players because he's trying to get the result he's trying to get the 
like experienced players to uh, to get medals, to get to get to knockout stage in World Cups and all that stuff. Um, I think we have like good players. Probably, I mean, it's a really a tough question because we have good players, but with these tactics, we have quite a few good attacking players. We have quite a few creative players, but our strategy, our tactics with the team which we have now won't really be able to develop them fully. And I guess probably if they develop, they're probably going to develop in football clubs rather than the national team. And I think after a few years, we'll have like a significant decrease in the results with our national team. Well, now, now we are able to beat like small teams, we're able to play teams like Spain if we defend the whole match. But after this generation goes, and after the coach goes, I guess it's, it can be a kind of a difficult time for for us. I mean, it's not it's nothing new to be fair. Like after 2008 Euro, like we are thinking that we'll be good or we'll be playing good, but we didn't qualify to World Cup. We were playing badly with even with small teams, and I guess that's pretty much what's gonna happen to us after after a few more years with Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Probably we missed a few more players, I guess. Uh, Denis Cherishev, who is probably one of the best young talents in Spain, with Real Madrid, who then moved to Villarreal. Then uh, we had Roman Pavlyuchenko once at Spurs. He was oh, scoring yeah. goals for yeah, was scoring goals for Harry Redknapp's side. Then uh, there was also a surprise guy, uh, Pavel Pogrebniak. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, for for Reading, he was also amazing in the Premier League. Uh, these were also a few other players who kind of, you know, uh, made us believe that wow, this I mean, we're gonna see some good attackers once again from Russia. But yeah, like like all the others as well, probably they slowly faded away. Especially Pogrebniak, I guess. Probably after mainly the reason could be Reading getting relegated, but. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the reasons as well. So, your, your opinion on these players? Cherishev as well, Dennis Cherishev. I mean, Cherishev, um, he's a... I mean, for me, Cherishev is a good... I mean, don't get me wrong, Cherishev is a good player. He's a great player, but he's not really a, a Russian player in a certain way. He moved, to Spain, he moved to Spain with his father like when he was a child. And he was developed by Spanish coaches, by Spanish guys, and... Obviously, they are much better in football than we are. So they develop him as a good player, as a quality player for, um, like, in Russia, like, he's a good player for Russian team, like a standout player for Russian team. But he's, like, an average player overall, like, in Spain, overall for, for the world. He's not that much of a star, I would say. For us, of course, he's good just because he has a Russian passport. Um, with likes of Pavluchenko and Pogrebnev. Um I think <laughs> we can see a pattern here of Russia developing like good target men, good like powerful form forwards like Pogrebniak, like Pavluchenko, like Zuba, like um, Komluchenko. Now is like a star. It was it was also Bulikin. We are producing. <laughs> I don't know why we are producing good like target men. Good, powerful forwards and I mean they won't they won't ever be stars in the European football especially nowadays because um, 
football now is not that much about like pushing other players, about like using the body. It's more about the speed, about like movements, about that stuff. And our players will always be good quality for I would say bottom bottom like league table or like average mid table with teams who are still playing the old style, who are still playing with um, like kind of high football. They, they're going to be good for these teams, but in general, they won't really be stars for big clubs. They won't, they won't really be remembered by clubs, by teams. So, I mean, they're good. It's good that we had them, but you, you won't really remember them if you are not a Russian, if you didn't get the emotions from them. So, yeah, like that. Yeah, so that, that, that's also really yeah, the right in the right thing to say i guess and before we wind up the episode one final question for you is um i i guess russia also have some really good setup in the youth so when kids come up is there any setup where kids go out on the streets and there are lots of street footballers out there in russia kids you no know, getting i mean getting the training or kids learning kicking the ball and falling in love with the game from their childhood, is there any football scene from the beginning or from, from the young age itself in Russia? That is my final question for you. So you're asking about football, like child football, how, how children are developing? Yes. yes. I mean, it's, like, it's also a massive topic, to be fair, like child, child, uh, children's football in, in, in Russia. Um, because it's like actually a big problem because our coaches like young coaches they do not get enough money we do not have enough like pitches for small players for like for children we do not have enough like russia is a cold country and in winters it's we do not have enough football pitches like which are indoors we do not have enough pitches which are like with like outdoor pitches with uh, like w- which are being worn by the like I don't know some technologies and the point is it's kind of hard for young players to develop because uh, it's really like a wide topic to talk about because we have players which are like diamonds but these diamonds appear not because of the like good quality of our culture they because they they appear I don't know, it's like a wonder, it's like a magic. It's like one in a million. It's not a product of a system, it's rather a product of like one one, one in one in generation, something like that. Uh, it, like our, our, our children, they love football, but they do not have enough um, opportunities to develop their skills, to play a lot of football with coaches. And we do not have enough players. Our system is just simply not developed enough to produce good quality players as, let's say, in Germany every year. And it's actually like a problem for Russian football. So, yeah, so